In the studio with me this morning from Monmouth College, we have Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing, Dwayne Bonifer. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning. Good Monday morning, Vanessa. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, how can you not do me doing great this weather in, in the first part of December in the Midwest? It's nice weather out there today. You know, it really is nice weather. It, it For December, we'll take a little above average temperatures. Sure wish uh, last week had been above average temperatures for freezing for food, but... Well, once in a while, we've got to earn that one. I was going to say, you literally did freeze for food last week. With a whole lot of other people who froze, including your wife. Yes, She Christine came on there. the coldest day, and, Christine. And she yep. reminded me that, because I missed it this year, that I owe something. I'm not sure what it is. I have to clean the windows or something like that, <laughs> clean the bathrooms when it's her turn or whatever. There you go. Yeah, you, you owe her a little bit for that one. <laughs> but isn't it an incredible community event? Very. I mean, how many people came out? I mean, it's just we had so many people from Monmouth College. So many. I know a lot of the coaches really enjoyed it. In fact, the next day I had an email from Roger Haynes, the athletics director, who said the coaches had a great time at Freezing for Food. He goes, I, they're so glad they were asked to do it. They want to do it again. They came on the coldest day on Wednesday. Yeah. That's all thanks to Michael Blazing, who set that up. Um, he took that ball. I passed it to him and said, can you help me out, buddy? And he sure did. He had a record number of coaches. They were fantastic. They enjoyed it. It was nice to get them out as a part of the community. Some of them knew. So it was good for them to be able to mingle mm-hmm. with other Monmouth residents. That's You're right. And that's one of the great things about Freezing for Food is you get to learn so much about the community when you do it and when you participate in it. And you know, we have so you're like you said, so many new coaches at, at the college who are young, and some of them maybe come from larger communities where you don't really do these sorts of things if you're living in Pittsburgh or Chicago or something like that. But in a community like Monmouth that cares about everybody in town and wants to help folks out who are in some rough uh, patches of life, this is a good event to get to know not only folks in the community, but one of the great community organizations as well, the Jameson Center and all the work it does. Yes, so the Roseville Helping Hands Food Pantry and the Jameson Community Center, big thanks to everybody who helped. Uh, We were able to fill the food pantry shelves, she said, for about a month. So that's really good news. And Roseville, those, uh, those wonderful folks as well seem very happy. So big thanks to everyone in our community. We were at $7,300 in just cash donations um, as of one twenty on Friday. So not counting the food donations, but just the cash. And a lot of times checks trickle in as the day progresses on Friday and through the Warren County Public Library Friday night at Christmas on the Square. And when Christmas on the Square, great. It just puts you in the mood for for Christmas. You know, we had Christmas at Monmouth on Saturday and people were still buzzing over at the Doll Chapel Auditorium about how great Christmas on the Square was. It was just just a wonderful event, I thought. Yes, very well put together event. Lots of activities and events. So big thanks to our Chamber of Commerce for that as well. You know, it's another example and I know we talk about this a lot, Vanessa, but there's so much happening in the town of Monmouth, not just during the Christmas season, but all year long. And I think that's a testament to all the civic groups out there, all the organizations, the high schools, the the grade schools, everybody who just always has something going on. And I mean, Buzz Kellogg the other day was over at the office and he's like, you ought to see what our calendar looks like this fall, in the fall at Monmouth. He goes, and it's all Monmouth-related stuff. There's something to do all the time in this town. Yeah, we're very fortunate. What uh, what happens here over the next couple of weeks uh, as you get ready for break at Monmouth College? Well, we sort of have our last event of the semester in a way. Uh, this evening, the jazz concerts tonight, 730 over at Doll Chapel and Auditorium. 
it's always a lot of fun. Uh, it's great to have some jazz a couple times a year. Students have a good time. They let their hair down a little bit. Uh, and uh, that sort of wraps things up. Then this week, uh, the students will have their uh, holiday meal as, as well, where the faculty and staff help serve the students. And normally that takes place in the Stockdale Center, but the Stockdale Center is currently uh, under construction, shall we say. And uh, so it's going to happen this year in the Center for Science and Business. Faculty and staff will serve students a holiday meal right before the students get ready for finals, which begin on Friday. Their last day of classes will be on Wednesday. They'll have reading day on Thursday, which is their day to either um, say a lot of prayers or f finish up studying for finals. And then finals begin on Friday. They have finals on Friday and Saturday. A little day of rest on Sunday. Wrap up Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then pretty much the campus will shut down for its long winter's nap. Winter sport athletes will come back early because they have some games uh, before the spring uh, semester begins. But uh, it's also a good time for the folks in plant at Mama Sarah Young's office uses a great deal of that time to repurpose the campus, re refurbish things, take care of things that need to be done when classes aren't in session or students aren't living in residence halls. And another thing we'll be doing is getting into the stretch run to uh, any, barring any unforeseen circumstances, reopening the Stockdale Center for meals to students by around February 1st. Uh, the rest of the Stockdale Center still needs a lot of work, and the quite frankly, the dining center is still going to need a lot of work. Uh, ceiling tiles won't be in. It'll be sort of a, a post-apocalyptic motif, I guess you could say, in terms of the design. But students will at least be able to come back and have their meals in the dining center, in the dining hall of the, the Stockdale Center around the 1st of February. And that'll be nice to kind of feel a little bit like normal again. There'll be a different entrance. They'll come in the, sort of the north side on the back there over by the um, – uh, 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 polling hall side of Stockdale, but it, it'll be nice to at least have the, the everything working again and in, in order. And then we'll begin going through a sort of a really kind of a makeover for the inside of the Stockdale Center. Um, the whole place has been gutted because of smoke. Um, folks, a lot of times don't realize that you can have a fire and kind of recover from that damage relatively quickly, but when you have a fire with a whole lot of smoke that permeates the entire building, I mean, carpet's been ripped out, ceiling tiles have been uh, d discarded, the smoke got in between walls, mm -hmm. so you have to take care of that as well. And so all of that rehabilitation will be uh, taking place during the spring semester. And in a lot of ways, the inside of the Stockdale Center, when it reopens, will look like a new student center. Okay. We're talking with Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing, Dwayne Bonifer, and we have a, a special uh, edition, or I shouldn't say, it seems like a special edition uh, based on what's on the front cover of the Monmouth College magazine. Uh, go ahead and tell us about that. Brand new issue of the Monmouth College magazine just came out. Uh, in fact, it's not even in homes yet. It's just going in, into the mail. This issue is the honor roll of contributors, which is a special issue that comes out every fall that honors all the folks who've made a gift to Monmouth College and supported Monmouth College over the last year. And we always try to pick somebody special to put on the cover and for our, our cover story. And 
this year folks will recognize Ralph and Martha Whiteman on the cover. Of course, Ralph's a member of the class of 1952, former Monmouth College employee as well. And we talk about the Hall of Achievement, which was established 30 years ago at Monmouth College by Ralph and his brothers, and just sort of the impact that the Hall of Achievement has had on not only Monmouth College, but recognizing the individuals who have attended Monmouth College who've gone on to distinguished careers, including Ralph would be one of them, but individuals such as Dwight Tierney, who helped start a radio, uh, TV station called MTV. Um, lots of different folks throughout the years and it's it's a great way for students and prospective students when they walk through Wallace Hall to see the individuals who've been recognized with the Hall of Achievement but as a lot of folks know Jeff Rankin who's the college editor and historian he's responsible for editing the Monmouth College magazine and to say he does an incredible job would be an understatement it is one of the best uh, college magazines in the country oh it really is um we, we get copies of the of lots of colleges' magazines, and I tell Jeff the same thing every time. There are other magazines that may be just as good, but I haven't seen one that's better than Mama Colleges. And so it, it's always a, a, a great issue. This issue, again, is, is heavy on, on the donor list, but we have a little more than a dozen pages of news, and that includes uh, news from Homecoming, so a lot of pictures from Homecoming, along with links to the video from Homecoming and the um, – uh, the awards as, as well. And then there's a great feature story in there by Barry McNamara, who works in the communications office, about uh, Gabriella Mandu, who's one of the me members of Mama's Outstanding Theater Program. And it talks about her journey on the stage. And it's a, a great re read as well. And then there's some updates from, from campus as well, the new folks in the ad admission office. And there's an update about the, the campaign, the Light This Candle campaign from Hannah Maher, Vice President for uh, uh, college relations and development, but uh, it's it's a w wonderful issue to read. And two other gentlemen who joined us at Freezing for Food: Barry on the coldest day of Wednesday, yes. and Jeff, of course, on Thursday. College historian, both uh, do amazing things locally here for our our uh, college. Okay, anything else you want people to know about Monmouth College? Well, you know they're also in production. Actually, I think Kellogg Printing is printing it this week. Is the annual college calendar which is sent out to donors of the college as well um I, if folks would like a calendar there's still a chance to receive one if you make a gift to the college call hannah over in the development college relations office and she can help you out there but what's great about this year's theme and jeff rankin also produces the college calendar is it's mammoth behind the scenes and it's so interesting that i'm following nathan believe it today our the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, our sports information director, because that's one of the months that that we profile in the calendar is Nathan overseeing production of one of the football games uh, in terms of the from the press box at April's Home Memorial Stadium. And I think one of the things that to me makes Mama such a strong college and such a great place to work and for students to to get a degree is. It's not just the professors who are there, but it's also the individuals who work behind the scenes who are making things, make the college run. And that's what I love about this year's calendar is that it's a great tribute to all those people each month who work behind the scenes to make things possible at the college. That also includes things like uh, one of the months is getting ready for a play, what goes on behind the scenes to get, get ready for a play at the college. 
But we wanted to, to kind of show what happens sort of behind the curtain before you come to an event or you come to the college and what goes into that work. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing every year, every week, every month, every day, what, what happens not just open the doors, but but also to make a d- distinctive experience for the students. So I think folks, when they see the calendar, are re- really going to be pleasantly surprised. And I think it's it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Sometimes we've had themes, like this year's theme was celebrating Mama's Theater. Um, but this year's, the 2023 one, is what happens behind the scenes. You know, we know all about bid day, for example, in August with the sororities, but what goes on behind the scenes there to, to prepare for that? And so it's, uh, I, I think it's going to be another popular thing we do. Um, again, it's, it's another publication that Monmouth put, uh, puts out every year that I think really distinguishes us because there aren't a lot of colleges that still produce calendars because they're say, they say, when I talk to you know friends at other schools, they say, well, everyone's digital. Everyone has their calendar on their phone. And we surveyed our readers and asked them, you know, would you like us to get rid of the calendar? And I said, absolutely not. We love having it in our kitchen cabinet. We love having it on the on the wall at the office so I can not only visually see the month, but also be reminded about the college we love so well. Okay. All right. Good things happening, it seems like. And uh, how, how are we feeling about coming off of uh, the pandemic, feeling like the financials are getting all oh, sure. where you need them to be? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, th- things are going re- re- really well. Um, the, you know, the pandemic has become an endemic. I mean, the COVID is like the flu and everything else out there. You have to get your shots every year and get vaccinated and or otherwise you might be out for a few days. But I think what the pandemic did for Monmouth College in so many ways is bring the community closer together. It helped us find resources, both material and immaterial, that either we weren't aware of or kind of forgotten about a little bit and helped us pull together to create a stronger college. Um, as people know, the Golden Scots celebrations are held 45 years after graduation. And, you know, I hope I'm around 45 years after the class of 21 and class of 22 come when they come back to Monmouth College in the 2060s because I hope one of the sessions that we have during the Golden Scots weekends in the 2060s is what it was like going through the pandemic. And what were the lessons learned and the consequences of it? And I think for me, one of the great lessons learned is that you can accomplish a lot more than you're thinking that you think you can accomplish when everyone works together, pulls together, and works to one common cause. And I think that's what's happened at Monmouth College. Okay, Dwayne, thanks for being here this sure. morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That is Dwayne Bonifer, Associate VP of Communications and Marketing at Monmouth College.